Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Epstein used U.S. Virgin Islands tax breaks to help fund child sex trafficking enterprise. Puerto Rico mayor pleads guilty to accepting bribes in exchange for millions in municipal contracts. Trinidad and Tobago Manufacturers Association to double exports despite pandemic. Pan American Health Organization cautions against panic, urges vaccinations in light of Omicron variant. Argentina donates vaccines vaccines to Dominica and several OECS countries and union to discuss Antigua's government's offer to ex-Liet workers. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, December 3rd. We start a report today in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands Daily News reports that the probate battle over sex offender Jeffrey Epstein's vast Virgin Islands-based empire heightened this week with a new complaint from the U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General's office and an emergency motion from the estate's attorney to vacate liens by the U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General office had placed on the more than $600 million in cash and properties Epstein left after his August suicide. The U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General's Office has filed an amended complaint against what the office has dubbed the Epstein Enterprise, a network of businesses and individuals accused of helping Epstein conceal his criminal activities, as first reported in the Virgin Islands Daily News. The complaint was just one of a number of documents filed this week in both the U.S. Virgin Islands Superior of Court civil case as well as the probate court proceeding that will determine the fate of the estate. The amended complaint names new defendants, including Epstein's longtime attorneys and co-executors of the estate, Darren Indyke and Richard Kahn. The filing also adds Epstein's Virgin Islands-based Southern Trust Company, Inc. as a named defendant with new allegations and a count related to Southern Trust Company's conduct in fraudulently obtaining benefits from the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Much of Epstein's wealth was held in shell corporations and other businesses located in the Virgin Islands, including American Yacht Harbor and Southern Trust Company. Both companies continue to receive tax breaks from the U.S. Virgin Islands Economic Development Authority. The United States Department of Justice announced this week that a mayor has pleaded guilty in Puerto Rico to engaging in a bribery scheme in which he received cash payments in exchange for awarding municipal contracts to a particular company. Relatedly, a Puerto Rico contractor was also arrested this week for allegedly paying bribes and kickbacks to the mayor. Felix Delgado Montalvo was the mayor of and the highest-ranking government official in the municipality of Cantano. Delgado Montalvo resigned his position as mayor on Tuesday. According to court documents, Delgado Montalvo unjustly enriched himself by accepting bribes, including cash payments, from a particular person whose business would then benefit by being rewarded municipal contracts, including a contract worth nearly $50,000. As a part of his plea agreement, Delgado Montalvo agreed to forfeit 
$105,820 as proceeds of his illegal conduct. Relatedly, Mario Villegas Vargas of Gorabo, who owned an asphalt and paving company in Puerto Rico, was indicted for allegedly paying kickbacks and bribes to Delgado Montalvo in exchange for valuable municipal contracts. According to the indictment, beginning in or around June 2017, Villegas Vargas paid kickbacks and bribes in exchange for Delgado Moltavo exerting his influence on municipal officials in Cantaño, resulting in Villegas Vargas businesses receiving over $9.9 million in municipal contracts. Delgado Montalvo pleaded guilty in one count of conspiracy to solicit and accept bribes. He is scheduled to be sentenced on March 8, 2022, and faces a maximum penalty of five years in prison. Villegas Vargas is charged with conspiracy to pay bribes, bribery, and use of an interstate facility in aid of racketeering. If convicted of all counts, Villegas Vargas faces a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. A federal district court judge will determine any sentence after considering the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. The investigation was conducted by the FBI's Sangwong Field Office. An indictment is merely an allegation and Villegas Vargas is presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. Assistant Attorney General Kenneth A. Polite, Jr. of the Justice Department's Criminal Division, U.S. Attorney W. Stevens Muldrow of the District of Puerto Rico, and Acting Assistant Director J. Greenberg of the FBI's Criminal Investigation Division made the announcement. Trinidad and Tobago's Newsday reports that in spite of the unforeseen challenges in the last couple of years, the Trinidad and Tobago's Manufacturers Association said it still intends to double the value of exports to $7 billion by 2025. The organization's president, Tricia Kulsal, was speaking at the TNT Manufacturers Association's 8th Annual President's Dinner and Awards Ceremony in Port of Spain on Tuesday evening. Kulsal said the objective was being carried out in tandem with the Ministry of Trade and Industry and Export, Trinidad and Tobago. And while it was an ambiguous goal, it was also an achievable one. She said value-added tax refunds, the VAT from removal from imported raw materials and manufacturing and net off for firms were some of the initiatives necessary to accomplish the target. In this regard, we are pleased that the Minister of Finance has committed to making some value-added tax refunds in bonds and cash payments in 2022. The Trinidad and Tobago Manufacturers Association was able to get no interest loans with commercial banks, which allowed firms to get access funding. Further to this, government also proposed making Netco's grant facility more user-friendly. This means that more training, funding, and grant access will be available to small and medium enterprises that are scarce and the know-how and experience that are needed to qualify for assistance. 
Kusal said in 2020, 100 million U.S. dollars in foreign exchange was accessed by 97 small, medium enterprises, and in 2021, 150 million was made available for the manufacturing sector. Access to this level of Forex ensures that the sector is able to pay suppliers, purchase raw materials, and service their foreign debts. In a year in which most manufacturers' Forex earnings were almost paralyzed, this facility aided tremendously to stay afloat. As many businesses unfortunately closed because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Kusal said its work and advocacy to keep essential businesses in food and beverage, printing and packaging, and pharmaceuticals, 53% of its membership benefited. Our agro-processing manufacturers deserve special mention. They seamlessly kept a supply of food items on the shelves of our supermarkets at a time when we were uncertain about supply being able to keep up with high demand. The lobby to get a few more doors open late extended to some firms not classified as essential. Getting their doors open, however, meant that they were able to focus in keeping their market share in various places, she said. Kusal said continued progress was made in the four trade mission held in 2020 and five in 2021, which were held in St. Lucia, Barbados, Curacao, the Dominican Republic, and Antigua and Barbuda. She added that businesses have been finding innovative ways to respond to the pandemic and to protect the environment by maximizing technology and retooling systems and staff to operate more efficiently. Partnerships between the government and private sector provide advantages to both parties. The public sector can incentivize the private sector to deliver projects on time and within budget, while the private sector's technology, innovation, and competitive nature can help provide better public services through improved operational efficiency. The recently launched Export Booster Initiative, with an overall budget of $50 million, comprises 16 initiatives grouped under three broad strategic areas, namely export promotion, capacity building, and institutional strengthening. One of the main projects is a $20 million international certificate fund to help exporters achieve international certification in food and beverage and other product compliance to meet quality and safety standards of international markets and franchises. St. Lucia Time reports that the Pan-American Health Organization has cautioned against panic due to the Omicron variant, said Director Dr. Carissa Ethian, calling for increased vaccinations. Ethian asserted this week that increased vaccinations and public health measures ensure the best possible protection against the virus. However, she observed that the region remains especially vulnerable, with just over half of the people in Latin America and the Caribbean fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Experts are working to better understand Omicron, which the World Health Organization has designated a variant of concern. 
The Pan American Health Organization director said that there are still many unknowns and it is unclear whether Omicron is more transmittable than other variants or causes more severe diseases. While the Pan American Health Organization continues to track all variants in the region, the organization says Delta remains the predominant variant in the Americas. Dominica News Online reports that Argentina announced that within the framework of the international reciprocity and solidarity strategy aimed at equitable access to vaccines to reduce the effect of the COVID-19 pandemic, it will donate vaccines to other countries. In this case, 42,000 doses of AstraZeneca to the Eastern Caribbean. 18,000 doses to St. Lucia, 2,000 doses to Dominica, 11,000 doses to Grenada, and 11,000 doses to St. Vincent and the Grenadines. These four countries are members of the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States, with whom Argentina has coordinated the reception and delivery logistics. Argentina is a part of a global reciprocity system constituted by the donation of vaccines to reduce infections and the effects of the global pandemic of COVID-19, an international mechanism that during the recent G20 summit was claimed by the intervening countries as a solidarity response and effective global work against the pandemic. The White Helmets Commission, chaired by Sabina Fedrick, and which depends on the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, initiated the negotiations for assistance and solidarity exchanges of experiences in the management of COVID-19, so that, as is being done globally, Argentina responds positively and proactively to international needs caused by the pandemic. Barbados Today reports that trade unions representing LIAT workers across the Caribbean will meet virtually next week to examine an offer which hundreds of terminated employees of Antigua-based airline have been given until year-end to accept. President of the Antigua and Barbuda Workers Association, David Messiah, said on Wednesday that during the Zoom meeting, each union will make its submission on the compassionate pay offer from the government of the Twin Island Nation. The Gaston Brown administration has proposed to pay 50% of the outstanding severance in cash, bonds, and or land owed to pilots, flight attendants, engineers, and other employees from Barbados and other regional countries who were sent home in April 2020 and has given them a month to respond to the offer. There will also be a meeting of the unions in a couple days where they will be discussing the situation. Messiah told Barbados today, I will be leading that discussion so that we can make a decision as it regards to the deadline that was issued by the government of Antigua. Market Screeners reports that 
The U.S. Department of Agriculture, Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service is issuing a revised federal order to allow certain swine products to safely move to the mainland United States from Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands, as long as they can meet certain conditions. Movement of live swine and swine germaplasts continue to be suspended. On September 16, the USDA Animal and Plant Health Inspection. Service issued a federal order suspending the interstate movement of all live swine, swine germaplasm, swine products, and swine byproducts from Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands to the mainland United States until sufficient mitigation could be established to authorize such movement. African swine fever has not been detected in Puerto Rico or the U.S. Virgin Islands. Instead, the animal And Plant Health Inspection Service took this action out of an abundance of caution to further safeguard the U.S. swine herd and protect the interests and livelihoods of U.S. pork producers from African swine fever. The revised federal order, effective immediately, outlines mitigations that will allow certain products to move to the mainland United States while continuing to provide the necessary protections against African swine fever. The revised federal order allows for processed swine products and byproducts to move from Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands as cargo as long as they are commercially cooked, hermetically sealed, and are shelf-stable without refrigeration. These products must be accompanied by a transport permit and or supporting documentation, confirming the products were treated according to animal and plant health inspection service requirements. The revised federal order also allows travelers to bring certain processed wine products and byproducts in passenger bags. These products must be shelf-stable, packaged in hermetically sealed containers, and cooked by a commercial method. Unprocessed swine products and byproducts in passenger baggage will not be allowed to enter any other states or territories. Loop reports that Jamaica is one of the most popular vacation destinations among American tourists. A study by Park Sleep Fly showed that Jamaica is one of top six faves for tourists in the United States, which is the number one source market for the island. The study analyzed Google search data for flights, vacations, and hotels in popular tourist destinations around the world to discover the most popular and fastest-growing vacation spots for U.S. tourists this year. Puerto Rico topped the list as number one, with over 1.6 million Google searches in the last six months relating to vacations there. The Maldives. Costa Rica, Aruba, Mexico, and Jamaica round out the top six. The Bahamas and Turks and Caicos were also listed in the top ten, along with Greece and Japan. The study showed that the U.S. Virgin Islands saw the highest growth in popularity among U.S. tourists, seeing a 98.64 percent increase in the total number of Google searches for flights, vacations, and hotels to the U.S. Virgin Islands in 2021 compared to previous years. St. Thomas. U.S. Virgin Islands is the destination increasing in popularity, 
the most among U.S. tourists, with an increase in searches of 77.03% in 2021 compared to 2022. Among the Caribbean islands at the bottom of the list was Trinidad at number 71. Trinidad saw a decrease in searches for vacations and hotels, but an increase in flight searches. Cayman Islands and Cuba were also low on the list at numbers 65 and 63. They both saw a decrease in searches for vacations as well as hotels. The biggest decline in vacation popularity among Americans can be seen in China. There has been a 75.0% decrease in Google searches for flights, vacations, and hotels in China this year. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, December 3rd. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, Visit us online at PulseOfTheCaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.